Sometimes good news comes in the form of what's not being said. I'll tell you why I am optimistic about Michael Thomas and Marcus May's availability week one. We got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always. Make it Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credentialed member of the media CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today, Saints Wire, Tuesdays on Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players and then predict whether or not they're going to be coming in at more or less than their prize picks projections. You get those right and you can win up to 10 times your money that you use for your entry. First-time listeners and first-time users will receive 100% instant deposit matches up to $100. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKED ON. Once again, that's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKED ON. All right, y'all. For today's episode, I want to dive into a little bit of reading between the lines here. In order for us to do that, we're going to take a look at Dennis Allen, who visited with us uh, at the New Orleans Saints training facility on Monday. And when he was asked by Les East, one of my colleagues over at CrescentCitySports.com, how he feels about uh, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Jameis Winston all hitting the field for the first time together on uh, as this week's matchup begins and not getting time during the preseason, whether or not Dennis Allen feels comfortable with that setup. And there's Something here that's really intriguing to me, and it's actually what Dennis Allen doesn't say. Here's what he did have to say. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, certainly in a perfect world scenario, everybody'd be out there all the time together. Um, you know, unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world, and so we have to be able to adjust to that. But I, I like where each one of those guys is uh, individually, and, and certainly there's still some, some things that we got to do to gel. Uh, collectively as a group, but um, look, I, I, I like that start, you know, with all the talent, um, and then and then we'll work to, to to make sure it gels together. So, okay, lots of good stuff there in terms of um, you know feeling good about where those guys are individually, all of that. But what Dennis Allen doesn't do here is that he doesn't really hedge any expectations around whether or not Michael Thomas will even be on the field. Week one. Remember, Michael Thomas for the past couple of weeks now has been dealing with a hamstring injury. Let's just call it a hamstring issue of some sort. And there's been some question marks by fans and by others around whether or not the New Orleans Saints should expect to see Michael Thomas on the field at all week one, whether or not he'll be on a pitch count, all of that. Now, we get our first injury report with the Saints on Wednesday. They're taking Tuesday off. But Wednesday, we'll get, you know, to media, we'll get to go. We'll get to see a little bit of practice. We'll get our media availability with Dennis Allen and perhaps some players. And then, of course, locker room as well. But you get an injury report 
for the first time this season as well. So you're going to see, is Michael Thomas limited? Was he at practice? Was he not participating? Was he out? Was he fully participating? Whatever it may be. And of course, if his name doesn't pop up in the injury report at all, then that means that he fully participated. So that's really the day that you're looking for. But it is, I think, positive that Dennis Allen doesn't do anything here to hedge expectations around Michael Thomas's presence week one, though specifically being asked about whether or not he feels comfortable about having Alvin Kamara, Jameis Winston, and Michael Thomas all playing for the first time. And remember, not just the first time this season, but really for the first time since that San Francisco game when Jameis Winston came in for the second half when Drew Brees was hurt. Those are the only snaps that Jameis Winston has ever taken with the New Orleans Saints with both Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. And here, Dennis Allen tells you about their individual progress, about how he feels good about these guys, and how he feels good about their connection, despite the fact that Michael Thomas is battling through an injury. I can also tell you that as we were going through the locker room on Monday, we saw not only Michael Thomas in the locker room, but also Marcus May. So those guys are there with the team. Now, that doesn't indicate anything about their practice participation at all, but it's like a good sign to see them and even James Hurst and Pete Werner all present for practice and accounted for within the locker room. Now, again, we have to wait and see what happens when it comes to practice participation report in order to really know their involvement. But so far, all signs are pointing positively, even if it takes a little bit of reading between the lines about what's not being said. Dennis Allen was also asked by Brooke Kirchhofer of WWL TV whether or not they expect to have Marcus May on the field week one. And he basically said, look, he doesn't want to get into it dealing in hypotheticals, these things. But as of right now, there's not a lot of reason to anticipate that Marcus May won't be on the field to begin the season, right? You have this 15-month DUI property damage case that has been continued all the way to November, and then you have this new case that is that sort of alleged assault with a firearm uh, charge, that aggravated assault with a firearm uh, charge that is new from this past week. And it just doesn't feel like the legal process is going to move quick enough to keep him off the field. Kat Terrell of ESPN did uh, note that back in, I think it was September 2nd, if I recall correctly, early on in September, just a couple days ago, um, the attorney for Marcus May did file a uh, request to make sure that Marcus May can travel out of state. So it seems that they are planning or at least arranging for Marcus May to be out of state during uh, this coming weekend. So with that being the case, nothing here hedging bets on Michael Thomas. And so far, all signs are pointing positive for Marcus May, at least to start the season. The big questions around Marcus May will be later on in the season, should anything happen here in 2022, which I'm not going to lie, feels a little unlikely, especially with there being some a, a sort of like they said, they said kind of situation when it comes to this case that could potentially mean that this is going to take a while for this whole thing to figure out. So we'll see. But as of right now, week one doesn't seem like there's much of a reason to anticipate, at least until we get the injury report, which might give us more information that Michael Thomas and Marcus May will be anything but available week one. And that's huge for this New Orleans Saints offense. We mentioned yesterday, have to be able to win in the run game in order to beat the Atlanta Falcons on the offensive side. But what does the New Orleans Saints need to do on the defensive side? And I'll tell you why it comes down to exactly one of the players that we just discussed, Marcus May, as well as his safety tandem partner, Tyron Matthew. They've got to be able to communicate, but it's more than just communication. There's one area of the game that they're going to need to be absolutely stout and flawless going up against this Atlanta Falcons offense. 
We'll break it down as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy football made easy. It's simple. All you have to do is go and pick two to five players, basically project whether or not they're going to come in at above or below their prize picks projection. And if you get those right, then you end up with a big payout. You could even, you know, kind of you know, do a little bit of a different wagering system as well. You know, if you pick five and you come out with a big payout of up to 10 times as much as your entry, but if you want to hedge a little bit so you can get one or two of those wrong, you can still take home some winnings, just a little bit lesser than that. Obviously, it's a risk reward system. And it's cool because not only are they going to have the NFL there, but they've also got the NBA, MLB, NHL. They have golf. They've got college sports, including college basketball, college football, women's basketball, um, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, whatever it is that you can name. I'm surprised that pickleball isn't on this list because you've got Euro basketball, cricket, and disc golf are even on this list. So it's absolutely incredible where prize picks get you the opportunity to uh, take part in. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. In fact, I actually did it in yesterday's episode. Super quick, super easy, super simple. Go ahead and download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and start playing daily, daily fantasy sports today. First time users can receive a 100% deposit match of up to $100 by using the promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N. And if you deposit $100, that means that Prize Picks will match $100, you deposit $50, then prize picks will give you $50 as long as you're using that promo code. Don't forget to enter it locked on at sign up to get that instant deposit match of up to $100 at prizepicks.com today. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks again for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. It's officially game week here ahead of week one. Oh, it feels so refreshing to say that. We are finally here, the actual NFL season. For those who have asked, yes, I will be traveling to Atlanta to cover the game. And of course, we'll be uh, you know, at practice and everything here all throughout the week. The Saints have off on practice on Tuesday, but then they're back at it on Wednesday, which is when we'll see that first practice participation report that I keep reminding everyone about. But one of the big things we're going to be looking for in practice as well is this, or are really the safeties and is the safety play. Marcus May and Tyron Matthew are two fantastic safeties here in the NFL, but it's tough for any team, the New Orleans Saints or otherwise, to replace two starting safeties in the same offseason and to do so with two starting safeties that are brand new to your system. So we've been talking a lot over the course of the offseason, and you've heard a lot of chatter about communication between Tyra Matthew and Marcus May, as well as both of those guys and uh, Demario Davis. All of that is absolutely true. And the New Orleans Saints defense lives and dies, ends and begins, Alpha Omega when it comes to its defensive line, which we're going to be breaking down a little bit because I got a lot of help from Catavia Street about all of the different ways that the New Orleans Saints can utilize their players on the defensive line. But for the Saints, the safety play is going to be what's key for them and where they need to win on defense in order to beat the Falcons this coming weekend. The Atlanta Falcons are going to want to pass the ball. And so you know you've got a couple of good, really, really good, actually, enforcer-type 
run support safeties in Tyra Matthew and Marcus May, but you also know that both of them have pretty good deep coverage range as well. And a couple of other guys can fit into that also, particularly in split zone looks for a guy like PJ Williams. It may be a little bit of everything when it comes to Justin Evans. So safety play in the disguise and variation and combinations of safeties that the New Orleans Saints utilize in this game is going to be critical. So it doesn't just come down to coverage. It doesn't just come down to run support. And in fact, it doesn't really just come down to Marcus May and Tyron Matthew, depending upon how the Saints decide to deploy their safeties on different down and distances, different game situations, different clock situations, different personnels that the Atlanta Falcons might roll out. It's Arthur Smith. He loves his 12 personnel. So you could see two or three um, you know, tight ends on any given play, but you're also going to need to match that personnel in terms of matchup with the personnel that you have and the sort of extreme versatility that you have at safety. So for the Saints, those are going to be the things that are going to make or break their week one debut. You can't have the wrong tandem of safeties out there or the wrong group of safeties, even the wrong trio of safeties out on the field when you've got Kyle Pitts running, you know, nines out of, you know, inline, right? From true Y. that's going to be really, really tough. And when I say inline, I mean tight end lining up directly next to the tackle on either side uh, on the offensive line or true Y. sometimes that's called. So when you have a guy that's as versatile, a chess piece as Kyle Pitts, you're going to need to be as versatile with your chess pieces on defense. And for the Saints, their most versatile chess pieces are their safeties. So you're going to need those safeties to be multiple, to be versatile, to be flexible, and to be cohesive all 60 minutes of your 2022 debut against a division rival who would love nothing more than to go out there and beat you without Deion Jones and without Matt Ryan and so on and so forth. So for the Saints, safety play becomes really, really important. So what are the different things you might see from the New Orleans Saints safeties? Well, you'll see a base safety look, which will start with Marcus May and Tyron Matthew, but there's not going to be a lot of vanilla to that base look because some some plays, Tyron Matthew might be up against the line of scrimmage. Other ones, Marcus May will be up against the line of scrimmage and Tyron Matthew will be the furthest away from the line as a deep safety. And then the snap happens and Marcus May drops back and all of a sudden they're in split zone safety with either you know cover four or cover two with four deep defenders or two deep defenders respectively. Or you've got Tyron Matthew up close to the line of scrimmage and then him and Bradley Roby or PJ Williams are threatening off of each side of the line of scrimmage. But only one actually, you know, charges after the line of scrimmage. Only one of them actually blitzes and the other one drops back into coverage. Like there's so many different things that the New Orleans Saints are going to do. And it's going to be super exciting just watching the safety play all throughout 2022. But to see how quickly they all get into cadence, that they all get into lockstep with one another up against the Atlanta Falcons is going to be massively interesting. And it's going to be really, really important to their success in the 2022 season opener. So communication is a big part of it. Yes. Run stopping is a big part of it. Yes. Coverage is a big part of it. Yes. But it's really a big kind of conglomerate or all of the above when it comes to any of the four or five safeties that might see the field for the New Orleans Saints. And then you factor in Bradley Roby and other nickel corners that could potentially, or other players that might take snaps from the nickel corner spot this season and during this game as well. The New Orleans Saints have got to be on point with their safety play on the back end in order to be able to compete and not end up suffering some type of a disappointing loss, the Atlanta Falcons, to open up 
the season. I have the New Orleans Saints winning this game. I will tell you that right now, and I will tell you it all week because I don't think the Atlanta Falcons are any good. But the New Orleans Saints, they can't beat themselves. And one easy way to beat yourself is to have bad safety play on the back end, and you cannot let that happen in this debut. Coming up next, though, even if they have some bad safety play, it's not like the Atlanta Falcons can't shoot themselves in the foot because when we think about where they're weakest on the offensive side, it's a pretty damn interesting position where they have had the biggest drop-off from 2021 to 2022. We'll break that down as we continue on to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. But if you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, now is the time because what are you waiting for? The NFL season is getting started. You know you're going to be eating a bunch of that delicious stadium food every weekend. So all throughout the week, treat yourself to something nice. That's actually good for you as well. That's not going to overload you with a bunch of sugar, but that's going to taste good and get you all the protein that you're looking for as well. And one of the best ways to do that is with one of my new favorites and really everyone's new favorite, the Cookie Dough Chocolate puff bar. Yes, chunks of cookie dough, as well as the marshmallowy goodness that comes in the built puff bars. They are absolutely incredible, and they're all covered in 100% chocolate as well. It's all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of having to make it and risking salmonella. You don't have to worry about any of that because this one is actually healthy for you. These cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, but they pack a whopping 15 grams of protein in every single one. And you're not going to have to fight these down. These aren't going to take you all day to eat or anything like that. They're not dry and chalky. They're soft. They're delicious. They're chewy. And just a couple of bites and bam, 15 grams of protein. So you need to check out and find out why everyone is in love with the new cookie dough chunk puff whenever you need a snack, pre, post, workout, uh, whenever it is that you're looking for it. Head over today to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5. Use the numerals to get 15% off of your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. Get it, Huda Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saint with our early look at the Atlanta Falcons. On Wednesday's episode, we're going to talk about where the Atlanta Falcons' strengths are. We'll also hear a little bit more about that on Thursday from Aaron Freeman of Locked on Falcons for our crossover Thursday episode. But right now, I want to focus on where the Atlanta Falcons are weakest on offense, where they've taken the biggest step back. You want to hear about the defense, make sure you check out yesterday's episode. I'll give you a hint, though. It's a lot of players because the Atlanta Falcons only had 18 sacks last season, and it's been a while since they've had even 30 in a year. So where they are weak is where they've been weak, but there's a specific part about it that got even worse in 2022. For the offensive side, it's the quarterback spot. The Atlanta Falcons went from arguably their best ever franchise player in Matt Ryan to Marcus Mariota, who is now a journeyman quarterback, played with the Tennessee Titans, where actually Arthur Smith, the Atlanta Falcons now head coach, was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee at that time, particularly in 2019 when um, Marcus Mariota began or, or started the first few games, first handful of the games where Ryan Tannehill showed up and took the job but then went to the Las Vegas Raiders and then now is with the Atlanta Falcons. And yeah, he's reunited with Arthur Smith, who knows how to utilize a guy like Marcus Mariota. And 
Marcus Mariona is the style of quarterback that the New Orleans Saints defense has struggled with, not just in the past, but in the very recent past, a la um, uh, 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 Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. These guys that can run the read option, the zone reads, all of that stuff. You can hear some of Dennis Allen's thoughts on the zone read and how they've had to prepare for it more over the course of the past 10 years or so than they ever had during his early tenures in the NFL. But Marcus Mariota does present a specific and unique type of challenge. But to say that the Atlanta Falcons aren't at their absolute worst at quarterback right now would just be ignorant. And I can't do that. I think the Atlanta Falcons have taken a major step back at quarterback, and that's not a hot take. That's not anything that anybody should even really consider even arguing with, unless you're just like an absolute Atlanta Falcons homer at that point. I don't know why you would argue with that. And so for me, that's where the Atlanta Falcons are at their weakest. They've taken a step forward in terms of the running game. Tyler Algier is a great running back coming out of Penn State last year and or out of BYU last year, excuse me. And then you've got you know an offensive line that's got some talented players, uh, Caleb McGarry and others. And then, of course, you have this you know new wide receiver room with Brian Edwards and um, uh, uh, Drake London, uh, the, 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 the Atlanta Falcons' first-round selection this year, Kyle Pitts. So you have a lot of good pieces, actually, on the offensive side. None of these guys that are going to be maybe you know, uh, franchise fixtures outside of maybe Kyle Pitts, but you don't have that franchise fixture at quarterback either. And you used to, so that's a massive step back. So for the new Orleans Saints, even if they do struggle in the back end of the defense a little bit, when it comes to safety play in terms of execution, if the disguise is working and you're able to contain Marcus Mariota, then all of a sudden you're walking out of the Mercedes Benz stadium with a W because of the bad quarterback play that you can expect from this Atlanta Falcons team. And really, this is a theme throughout the New Orleans Saints season. They don't have a big time quarterback gauntlet like if they were playing in, let's say, the AFC West, for instance, or even if they were playing against the AFC West this offseason, even if they were or this this 2022 season, if they just played that division one game at a time as uh, as opposed to the AFC North. They'd be going up against massively better quarterbacks than what they're going up against this year. Now, of course, they do have the AFC West opponent in the Las Vegas Raiders this year, but they're not looking at Patrick Mahomes this year. They're not looking at Justin Herbert this year. They're not looking at Russell Wilson this year. They're playing guys like Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, and I mean, even to an extent, Jalen Hurts, if you can keep him contained in the, in the run game. I mean, and of course, Marcus Mariota. So the New Orleans Saints are in a good position here when it comes to quarterbacks all season long. It's one of the reasons why I think they win 10 plus games because they just don't have that many talented quarterbacks to go up against. And it starts off immediately week one. In fact, I think by the end, uh, let's just say that the New Orleans Saints will face the Atlanta Falcons twice. And I think not even injury related or anything like that, they'll face two different quarterbacks because I imagine Desmond Ritter will be the starting quarterback by the end of the season. So for the Saints, you start off right away with a big time opportunity to get off to a quick start. And if your defense that's predicated on disguise, this Dennis Allen disguise heavy, trying to confuse you at the line of scrimmage, make you think they're doing one thing, and then they turn around and do the other style of defense that the, 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 that Dennis Allen utilizes, that the New Orleans Saints are known for, you have a massive advantage over a player like Marcus Mariota, who hasn't seen everything that the NFL has to offer, even though he's been in the NFL for quite some time, and you know exactly who he is. So interior pass rush up the middle while also being able to contain around the outside, not over pursuing and giving up those sort of you know C-gap 
holes that or or B gap holes that we see a lot of times for uh you know those those quarterbacks that escape between the guard and tackle, right? You can't give that stuff up. And so if you don't give that up and if you're able to get that interior push that puts Marcus Mariota under pressure immediately and forces him to keep the ball on the ground as opposed to throw the ball or forces him to throw the ball out of rhythm. This New Orleans Saints secondary should have a field day. They should feast on what Marcus Mariota is going to put up this weekend. So we'll see it all come together this weekend, but we got a long way to go as we still continue to build up here to week one. Coming up in tomorrow's episode, we've discussed the things that the Atlanta Falcons are weakest at, where they're weakest on uh, both sides of the ball. Let's talk about where they're strongest and also where the New Orleans Saints are strongest as well and how those two factors match up because the Saints have one specific edge that I think will give them the opportunity to take home a win and finish 1-0 again to begin the 2022 NFL season. I'll tell you where that edge is in tomorrow's episode, so make sure you don't miss it. And of course, don't miss any episodes here on Locked on Saints. You do that by making us your first listen of the day every day. And I'd like to thank you for doing that, as well as to all of our new listeners here checking out the show for the first time. I hope that you'll be back tomorrow. In the meanwhile, make sure for your second listen today, you check out the Locked on NFL, excuse me, Locked on Fantasy Football podcast so that you can get all of that NFL fantasy football information that you need from Vinny Iyer, who has more than 20 years of fantasy football expertise. And of course, the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 is rolling on the Locked on NFL YouTube page and of course, wherever you get your podcasts, including the Odyssey app. I appreciate y'all as always making Locked on Saints a part of your day, a part of your routine, and for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else in between these episodes on your New Orleans Saints, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.